Welcome to the Shift Gold Friday Gold Wrap, your overview of this week's precious metals news. It's Friday, August 12th. I'm your host, Mike Meharry. Thanks for tuning in. Well, this has been one heck of a week. Gold surged to its highest price in more than two months yesterday after dropping earlier in the week. The price spiked by nearly 3%, and silver was up a slightly more modest 2.31%. Now, this morning prices are off a bit, but they're still holding relatively steady, over $1,220 as I record this. Of course, all of this was related to the ugly week on Wall Street. Yesterday, the Dow dropped 545 points. That followed on the heels of an 831-point plunge on Wednesday. Two-day losses came to more than 1,300 points. And it wasn't just the Dow. The S&P 500 dropped 2.1%, posting its sixth straight decline. It's lost 6% this month. The broad index closed below its 200-day moving average for the first time since April. The NASDAQ pulled back 1.3%. It actually got into official correction territory at its low point on Thursday. Of course, all of this started last week. I talked about the big bond sell-off in last week's podcast. Yields on the 10-year Treasury soared 11 basis points in one day. Global stock markets sold off the following morning, and U.S. stocks followed. That set up this week's carnage. And that's really the big bugaboo. We have rising interest rates in a world drowning in debt. Obviously, that's no bueno. Now, the president seems to get it. When he wasn't talking up how great the economy is, Trump was chiding the Federal Reserve. On Wednesday night, Trump said the market plunge wasn't because of his trade war, as a lot of the pundits are saying. Trump said, and I quote, that wasn't it. The problem I have is with the Fed. The Fed is going wild. They're raising interest rates, and it's ridiculous. He also said the Fed is going loco. In a Thursday interview, the president doubled down, saying, I'm paying interest at a high rate because of our Fed, and I'd like our Fed not to be so aggressive because I think they're making a big mistake. Well, whether the Fed is making a mistake or not, most people don't think the central bank is going to relent on hiking rates. After all, the economy is great, employment is great, inflation is tame. In fact, the CPI came in up 0.1 in September, below the expected 0.2. This is only going to fuel the rate hike fire. So is this the beginning of the crash? Well, look, I don't know. If I could predict the future, I wouldn't be doing this podcast. But I do know that the dynamics are in place. Just look at what happened when yields went up a bit last week. Really, they're not all that high historically, and the market had a huge temper tantrum. Now, It might recover like it did in February. This may just be a normal correction like all of the pundits are saying, but even if it is, it's still a warning sign. It's a peek into the future because the Fed is going to keep nudging up rates. And the Treasury Department has a lot more bonds to sell. That's a huge part of this problem that people aren't really talking about. The government is flooding the world with bonds. It has to finance its massive debt. The Treasury Department plans to sell another $1 trillion in bonds next year. Meanwhile, the Chinese aren't buying. The Japanese have been selling. The Fed isn't buying. Who is going to buy all of these treasuries? This is a big reason that we see yields going up. There is a bond glut. It's simply supply and demand. 
Interest rates aren't going to start going down anytime soon. We are awash in government debt, corporate debt, and household debt. That's not going to magically disappear. Just do the math, ladies and gentlemen. Whether this is a correction right now or not, the bears are right around the corner. A guy on Facebook was giving me crap the other day when I was trying to explain why the booming Trump economy isn't going to last. He said I was like a broken clock. At some point, I'll probably be right just because I keep saying the same thing over and over. But so far, the bad news hasn't come to pass. Ooh, burn, right? Well, you know, I was thinking about this, and it is something of a broken clock kind of thing, right? It is, after all, a business cycle. Cycle being the key word. Look, I don't claim to know when or how. We may look back in six months and say the crash started this week, or it may recover and limp along for a few more months. But the important thing to look at is the dynamics. We have over a decade of easy money. That's created malinvestments and bubbles. We have record levels of debt in every sector. The easy money punch bowl is being taken away. Interest rates are rising. The bubbles are going to burst. It's just a matter of time. The party goers are already throwing a fit. Are they going to go out the door today or tomorrow? I don't know, but I do know they are going out the door. Speaking of debt, we got the latest consumer debt data from the Fed this week. Americans are still borrowing billions of dollars to finance the booming economy. U.S. consumer debt increased by $20.1 billion in August alone, pushing total consumer credit to a record $3.94 trillion. Revolving credit balances swelled by another $4.8 billion in August, after a $1.4 billion increase in July. That's basically credit cards. Americans' credit card balances are growing by an annual rate of 5.6% and currently stand just over $1 trillion. Non-revolving credit, which includes auto loans and student loans, grew by $15.3 billion. That's 6.4% in August after a $15.2 billion billion increase in July. Americans have piled up nearly $2.9 trillion in non-revolving debt. Now, this is actually kind of funny. Funny more in a uh uh-oh kind of way than a ha-ha way. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell said late last month that household balance sheets are in good shape, and economists expect consumer spending to add to economic growth in the third quarter. So, huge credit card bills are good. When you cut through all of the hyperbole, the real story is the American economy is built on debt. Yes, Americans are still buying stuff, but they're putting it on plastic. At some point, they're going to have to pay the piper. And no matter what Jerome Powell says, this is not good news in an environment of rapidly rising interest rates. And this, of course, brings us back around to the impending crash. Over the last several months, I've been telling you gold is on sale. Well, when the air does start coming out of the bubbles, whether that's already starting or if it's still down the road a ways, that sale is over. You need to watch the video Peter Schiff released this morning talking about what's going to happen in the gold market. I'll link to that video in the show notes page. The bottom line is we're about to see a sequel to 2008. And like most sequels, it's going to be worse than the original. Yeah, I stole that line from Peter, but hey, it works, okay? Anyway, here's what's interesting about all of this in terms of the gold market. In 2008, gold actually sold off as the financial crisis unfolded. But the dynamics right now 
are completely different. In fact, it's the exact opposite. Like I said, when the financial crisis hit in 08, the price of gold fell. Why? Because the yellow metal had already rallied to a record high of $1,000, well, over $1,000 in the summer of 08. Investors were already buying gold. The rally began back in 2001 from below $300. When the crisis hit, everybody had lots of profits in gold and nobody was short. Now, fast forward to today. Nobody's been buying gold. The yellow metal is about 40% below its $1,900 peak. Hedge funds are actually short gold for the first time since 2001. When the crisis hits, nobody will be sitting on big gold profits. Investors will need to cover their shorts, and gold is under-owned. Then we have the dollar. In the summer of 08, the greenback was at an all-time low. Everybody was short the dollar. Today, the greenback is strong, and investors are long the dollar. People have been piling into the dollar. Ironically, one of the reasons the dollar was so weak in 2008 was because we had a big budget deficit and huge trade deficits. Uh, hello? Sound familiar? Yes, it's worse today. Bigger government deficits, bigger trade deficits. So we're primed for a currency crisis. As Peter said in the video, if you've been thinking about buying more gold or more silver, stop thinking and start buying. If you don't own any gold or silver, what are you waiting for? You've got to buy it because the prices are going to start going up a lot faster. And once it really gets going, it's going to leave a lot of people behind. Nobody wants to be left behind, right? Gold is on sale. Shop the sale. So to get started, all you need to do is call 1-888-GOLD-160 and, and talk to one of our Shift Gold Precious Metal Specialists today. They can help you give you more information and get you started investing in gold and silver. Well, that's a gold wrap for this week. You can get more details on all of these stories and more and keep up with the latest precious metals news and analysis throughout the week at shiftgold.com news. If you haven't done it already, you can subscribe to the Friday Gold Wrap over at iTunes for free. There's a link on our show notes page. I really appreciate you listening to the show, and I'll talk to you again next week.